This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms of supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm doing that for the, for the club. I'm yeah. doing that for You're the taking team. Taking one for the team, right? Yeah. So we'll go up there. We'll win four or five nil. Yeah. I won't see it. Yeah. Live. Yeah. But if it keeps us in the Premier League, I'm I'm happy to sacrifice. Gonna... Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out! Takes Almunia saves. Look out! Follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. And I'm Carl. Seems like a very long time since we did just the two of us talking. In fact, it is a very long time. Do you know the last time? A hell of a long time. I'll tell you. Oh, go on. After the Southampton match. That was the mm. last time it was just you and me talking together. Since then, we've spoken to quite a few people. Let me just go through my list here. So we've spoken to, since you and I were last together, Greg Lansdowne, the Panini Stickers guy, Neil Cox, Paul Robinson, Coxie. Scott Fitzgerald, Benjamin Bloom, and Peter and I spoke to Thomas Priskin the other night. You did. You what did. a nice guy, by the way. Absolutely. What a lovely guy. Honestly, he's just so enthusiastic and just up for anything. He's brilliant. So that one will be coming out, I reckon, end of December, probably beginning of January, somewhere around that sort of time. He's still, he's still playing? playing, mate. Yeah, he's still playing for the team that he started with in Hungary. He's nice. still going. 35 years old. He's still going. So I think I'm right in saying, I, I've said this to you, he's, he's the, I think, the only person we've spoken to who is actually still a current professional footballer. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. And Coxie, yeah. I think, is the only one we've spoken to who's gone into management. Management. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So if you've not listened to those ones, uh, they're really good. They're really, really good. Robbo was just fantastic. He's, he's a fan through and through, isn't he, Paul Robinson? Legend. Uh, Legend. Scott Fitzgerald was giving us uh, tips on air pumps, <laughs> which I thought... Yeah, was, I've, I've just listened to that one again pumps. in the car. Yeah, just yeah. Bit, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, I actually really enjoyed that one. <laughs> that was really good. Um, they've all been excellent. So if you haven't caught up on those, there's some Christmas listening for you there. But what it does mean is that um, since you and I 
I last spoke, there's been a, a lot of games that we haven't really talked about publicly. So there was, <laughs> <laughs> you and I have spoken privately about them, obviously. Yes. So um, I'm just intrigued as to what you're doing there while we're talking. You're untangling something. You're plugging something. My right. mouse. No, you're plugging Sorry, my mouse. mouse. That's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Arsenal was a game that we um, we haven't spoken about, which I think is now well past talking about to be honest with you it wasn't yeah. wasn't particularly you know it was disappointing Man United game obviously was was really really good obviously we've got vlogs of those games on the YouTube channel um, so if you want to head over to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast on YouTube you'll see the vlogs on there of those games most recent game though Brentford uh, you were there I was I was I watching was. it on uh, other methods shall we say uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Brentford. I mean, when you talk about a game of two halves, you know that that game summed up brilliantly for me. Um, first half, I thought we were really good. I thought we, I thought it was in the bag. Honestly, half time, oh, I did as well. The, yeah. the, the place was bouncing at half time. Was it? Um, yeah, it was bouncing. But second half, I just, my God, it was, it was probably. And I'm not blowing this out of proportion. It was one of the worst displays of the season. That second half performance, it was dreadful. We just. And, and Kuchka, you know, a, a lot of people have made um, a, a, a thing of Truce de Kong. And I know Truce de Kong's name's being banged around left, right and centre. And I'm sure we'll, we'll come to him shortly. But Kuchka, my God, that second half, he couldn't trap a fart. It, it was... Interesting uh, analogy. Just, just woeful yeah honestly really bad it was building it was building and it was building and you thought any minute now they're gonna spring one on us it was coming yeah it was definitely coming there there was a girl in front of me who actually turned around to me as i was doing the vlog and she said i'm gonna predict what's happening and i I said go on then she said i'm gonna uh brentford will score and then they'll go on to win 2-1 i was like "Mm, i'm not not sure about that and she was she should have had money on it with me yeah Trusty Kong. Let's talk about Trusty Kong for a minute. Obviously, there's been a, like I said, a lot of games we've not covered. Leicester away, oh, massive mistake. Don't get me started. Don't no, not a mistake. Just not doing your job. Yeah. Okay. You know? Just terrible, really. Generally. Yeah. Just, just woeful. Mistake is putting it politely. It was. Oh, shoddery. Is that a word? Shoddery? I don't know, but I'm having it. Well, leave that in. Shoddery. Okay. And there's been other marked occasions where you just thought, oh my God, what are you doing, Truce? And then obviously giving away that penalty right at the end at the Brentford game. He's not cut out for the Premier League, is he, Truce Kong? He's really no. not. Um, no, he's, no, he's not. He's not cut out for it. He's well, well, well below par of what we're, what we're looking for. Yeah. So we really do need some centre-halves in the January window because the defence is what's letting us down. Let's look at the positives. Dennis has been amazing. Dennis has been really, really good. And King's been good. Sissoko, I think, has been good. The midfield generally has been okay, I think. And Tom Tom Cleverley, I think I'd like to shout him up. I thought Tom's been really good since he's come back into the side. Yeah, bizarre, bizarre substitutions for me as well against Brentford, which again we can we can cover in a bit more detail. But well, yeah, I, think- I mean, this is what um, we've had a, a message through from David Lavender, who um, sends us messages occasionally, and they're always very, very good. He's put why Pedro for cleverly. Surely mm. the obvious player to bring on would have been loser. Not only yeah. would he have slowed the game down for us, he would have put a bit of calm in that midfield because in the last twenty minutes, no one wanted to hold on to the ball. Now, Imran loser, what I've seen of him has been very impressive, I've got to say. I think he's been very good. He was was it the Leicester game that he shone? One, one yeah, he's done well. He's done well in that game, yeah. Yeah, um, he just doesn't doesn't seem to be getting a chance at the moment, which is which is strange for me when we when you see the substitutions that, that he he you know came on uh on Brentford. Yeah. It's, it's very odd. 
And Cabaselli, I understand he was injured and couldn't play against Brentford, but he's got to be ahead of Trusty Kong in the centre of defence, surely. I, you would hope so. Be. You would hope so. Yeah, I mean, Justin, with the greatest respect, you're ahead of Trusty <laughs> Kong in the centre of our defence. <laughs> so we've got, obviously, Kafkar, but we've got Nicholas Nkulu. Nkulu! Now, he's the That's guy that's impressed but obviously he's injured and Sierra Alta as well I just I just think of the options that we've got there we're unlucky to have those injuries obviously but Trusty Kong I just I mean I, I I will ask you one question what's your based on what you've obviously seen this season what's your starting if we're playing a back four what's your starting back four? Oh, good question that isn't it that's a very good question well I, I think um, for me Messina over Rose I don't think Rose is really gets caught out he's not adding caught, much you know? to, the, to, the, to, the, to the team so yeah Messina over Rose on the right hand side it's very difficult because Kiko has obviously got some very, very good qualities. Ngakia also uh, equally has got some good qualities. Ngakia probably more defensively minded than Kiko. Kiko occasionally has those little runs forward. He's actually created a couple of goals this season. Uh, I would say Ngakia over Kiko personally. In the centre of defence, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, Sierra's had a couple of mistakes, hasn't he? The Was yeah. it the Wolves game that he had a couple of mistakes? They've all had he, mistakes. So he, yeah, he, I, needs, he needs a run of games though, doesn't he? He needs you know, a run of games. Is he fit or is he injured I think he's still injured currently yeah so if we're going on who's available I'd oh like... yeah if we're going on who's available we're in, we're in stuck we're in trouble but... I would think probably Cabaselli and Cathcart if that combination is fit in an ideal world I'd like to see Sierra Alta and Cabaselli or two others as yet not purchased <laughs> yeah I'd just like to see anybody anybody rather than Truce Kong in there because as a goalkeeper you must know that there's a rick in him and that at any given moment he, well, he you know I mean the penalty he was absolutely what a stupid challenge you know and for a goalkeeper he, he must have no confidence in, in, in what he's seeing in front of him well true but then there's question marks over Backman in terms of coming out and collecting the ball corners or punching the ball away like um, like Gomez used to do he doesn't seem to command his box particularly well I don't think Backman and maybe that is what's not instilling much confidence in the defence I don't know it seems to be that the whole goalkeeper and defence at the moment is not communicating properly somehow when you and I spoke to Andy Collins couple of months ago we both chose Backman over Foster there's something weird going on there as well I'm not sure that's all quite as uh, as described but now I don't know I don't know who's a better goalkeeper it's very hard to tell because they they both are good at certain things there's no all-round there's no one all-rounder if you know what I mean mm. so Foster commands the the box better than Backman. Backman could be a better shot stopper. I don't know. All I know is that the from the goalkeeper until the midfield just needs rethinking. I think it's very very tetchy. Did I see we had two goalkeepers on the bench the other night against Brentford? We did. We had Elliot and someone I'd never heard of, Angelini. So we had Elliot and Angelini, two goalkeepers on the subs bench, which is unheard of, really. I mean, really, two goalkeepers? Are we that? <laughs> we don't worry yeah. about an injury to a goalkeeper. We've got two goalkeepers on the subs bench, but well, makes you makes you wonder, doesn't it? I mean. I think when this before this season started, the the big question for us was um, squad depth. You know how much squad depth have we got? Um, and clearly, you know we've had a lot of injuries. We're we, we're obviously short somewhere because well, if we look back to last season, let's look back to last season. Last season, defensively, we were hot, mate. We were really really good defensively last season. Defensively, not a problem. And we had Backman in goal, and we had Sierra Alta and Tristikong, and then you know the the the, the two fullbacks 
swapped about a bit, but that defence was rock solid. And you and I and everybody else was saying, we need strikers. We were saying yeah. success isn't the answer. Gray wasn't the answer. Dini had kind of reached his peak and was now on a downward trajectory. We need strikers. So come this season, we've got King, we've got Dennis up front, Saar, obviously, when he's fit. I'm still not sure about Ken Semmer, by the way. He didn't add anything the other night, and I don't think he's a Premier League player. I really don't. So we've got our forwards sorted, uh, and now our defence is just woeful. It's just, yeah, I mean, even kept last a clean season, sheet we, all season. No, we haven't. And I, do you know what? Based on what I'm seeing, we're not going to either. No. <laughs> we're not going to. No. And that's that, that's the thing. If you want to stay in this division, you, it's quite obvious for anybody looking at, you know, our situation, whoever you support, we, we can see too many goals. Yeah. And and until you, and although we're scoring goals, which is great, which is, a, you know, a, a real good problem to have, but until you can stop leaking them, we're, we're, Heavily involved, heavily involved in this relegation. Well, it's interesting you should say that because I ran a poll on um, Twitter. Will Watford avoid relegation this season? 139 votes, 69% said no. Wow. 31% said yes, which also draws question marks over Ranieri in a way because I'm not... Have you seen his, have you seen his stats? I uh, imagine they're shocking, aren't they? They're not. They're not good, mate. They're not good. They're um, not good. I mean, we all revel in the five twos against Everton and the four ones against Man United. And on those days, he's the greatest manager we've had for decades. And then you look at results of Brentford away, Arsenal away, Liverpool at home. I don't think he could have done anything about. But you know, Chelsea at home. I think we gave them a game. Man City. I think we gave them a game. You know, we came out of that three one loss and considered that quite good considering some of the other results we've had against them over the years yeah. but I've got a feeling his days are going to be numbered I think lose another couple of games I can't see him sticking with him to be honest what do you well think? let's let's just have a let me just have a quick look so are you going he, to Burnley must... by the way no I'm not I'm not doing it not no, on a Wednesday night all the way up there no 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 chance am I doing that and honestly and truthfully based what I saw on Friday I think you're mental if you're going to watch Burnley <laughs> if you're going up there yeah. um, so he lost against Arsenal obviously the Man United result Fantastic. That's one. Lost uh, lost against Leicester, lost against Chelsea, lost against City, lost against Brentford. And you look at the games coming up. Burnley away, obviously, on Wednesday. I don't like Crystal, the sound of that. Don't like the sound of that myself. They drew West Ham today, as we record this, 0-0. Right. Who West, West Ham are flying. Yeah. Crystal Palace at home on the 18th. Massive game again. Mm. You, just know, away. you just know that Will Hughes will play in that game and score too. And score. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wolves away on Boxing Day. Mm. at their place and then 28th of December West Ham yeah and at then home. New Year's Day Spurs at home isn't it Spurs yeah yeah and and then obviously you've got the FA Cup game but 15th of January you've got Newcastle away we've got some massive yeah. I mean I look at these games now like, and I mean I'm up to week 26 which is February finishes with uh, Man United away in February you know you've got looking at the teams you've got Aston Villa you've got uh, West Ham at West Ham's ground uh, Norwich at home you know just the list goes on mate it's just where do the we don't start picking up points over this well it's this not, next month and a bit it's, yeah it's not for the scoring goals like it used to be it's for conceding them and it's the yeah. defence that needs to be strengthened and everybody's saying that everybody's yeah. saying that it must be filtering back uh, you, you can't be a director of football a professional director of football and watch that and go nah everything's fine we don't need to strengthen in the, you, you've got to look at that and go this just isn't working it's I mean I was listening to something the other day and this is a again I don't want to say that I'm anti uh, our owners because I'm not but 
I did say at the beginning of the beginning of when Claudio Ranieri came in, said that if if we're relegated, you know, this season based on what they've done with the management situation, rightly or wrongly, I class the ownership as a failure. You know, this season on what they've done and the people that are in charge of recruitment, you know, all of that, I class I class it as a failure if we're relegated because well, you know, we can't. You can't run a football club like this, I don't think, honestly and truthfully. I think we were good enough, really. At the beginning of the season when the fixtures came out, you and I went, yep. yeah, I think we should be all right. You know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I think we, we should be realistically looking at 12th, 13th, somewhere around there based on what how I felt we could we could do and you felt the same I think we went a bit above that I'm not going to talk about the points prediction because that's obviously wildly gone out the window but I think we've got enough or at the beginning of the season I thought we had enough about us would Zisco have got more points out of those last few games probably not it's hard to tell you can never tell but I don't know quite I mean Ranieri's actually improved the football before yeah. Ranieri the football was shocking that Leeds game terrible oh it's terrible Absolutely yeah. terrible. The Newcastle game, we would have won that, I guess, under Ranieri. I think we might have won that. Uh, we might have won the Leeds game under Ranieri. We might have done better against Wolves under Ranieri. You can't tell. You can't tell. It's it's all hypothesis. But I don't know that he's made an enormous difference. I think the football's better. He's hamstrung with the fixtures. You can't change that. You've got a no. play who's in front of you. And the injuries are always going to cause a problem. I was thinking the other night, you know, when we were going forward against Brentford, if we'd had Saar in that team as well, you know, we might have had maybe two or three before halftime. And that might have made a difference towards the end of the game when, the you know, he's tinkered about and they get a goal. We're not too worried because we've got a cushion of three rather than one. But yeah... It's just not good at the moment and it's quite pessimistic being a Watford fan at the moment. I think there's not really a lot to cheer. A win against Brentford would have made a massive difference. We'd have been huge, a huge, huge, huge win if we'd beaten Brentford, as it as it was for them. Yeah, it was, it was for a, them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. a massive, massive game. It's a that's a big loss, and the the pressure for me is you know really on Ranieri to go and get a result at Burnley, and certainly to go and get a result against Crystal Palace at home the the, the following week. I think after those two games, if if there's nothing, you know what our club's like. I'm telling uh, you. I do know. What I've I just got. Like. I've got that. I've got that feeling again. Yeah. Yeah. I have actually, and it's not a nice feeling. Let's hope we can do something in the uh, transfer window in January. It remains. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. We need to. But that's. But that's the kind of what you know. I'm looking at as well. What would be the point in in getting rid of Ranieri when he's not even had a transfer window to try and do anything with? Not that it's him bringing the players in, but at I, least to work work with the players. I don't want Ranieri to go, but I'm I just. Don't. I'm just thinking the owners aren't that patient with managers. And I can see that there might be, he's nine to one at the moment with the bookies yeah, yeah. to be the yeah. next one to go. Who knows? But I, I, yeah, I don't want Ranieri to go, but I just think that um, some of our managers have been let go for less, shall we say. This is Thomas Priskin and you are listening Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Let's have a quick look at our fantasy football league. Um, again, I am joint bottom on nine points. You are 19th with 25 points. Uh, the top five is uh, Lee Harris, Stephen Golding, Andrew Lennox, Louise McClellan and Magnus Freer-Valsen. Yeah, he's the one with Havers Wegner Aspila, which we uh, always struggle to uh, pronounce. So, yeah, I'm not doing very well in that at all this week. 
I played Roger McLaren, Dodge's Dynamos. He got 54 points. I got 30. I'm absolutely hamstrung with injuries because I've got Triori, Sierra Outer, Chilwell in my team, all of which are injured. Ah. And I absolutely regret now swapping out Dennis for King right at the beginning <laughs> of the season. Why did so I many do people, that? So many people have done it, though, as well. Why did I do that? So that's our fantasy uh, football uh, league there. I. I'm Paul Robinson, or Robbo, in your eyes, and you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. We've actually put a uh, bit of a notice out on our social media. We're going to do a mid-season review where we're going to get some fellow fans on to have a chat. We did it at the beginning of the season. It was great fun. Uh, We've already had a couple of people respond, which is great. Uh, If you want to take part in that, contact us via our social media privately and just say, yeah, I'd like to get involved in that, and we'll get you in. It's going to take place sometime in January. We'll get the fans on, and we'll have a chat about how we've done so far and where we think we're going to end the season pretty much what you and I've just done there but we'll get some uh, some other voices on as well so if you want to get involved in that send us a message do not scratch your eyes I was having a listen to our points prediction the other day for November we predicted four and we got three on to the month of doom then November so this this is Arsenal away Man United at home Leicester away Chelsea home I'm going to, again, we always do it. We always beat a big team. So I'll have four points in November. Uh, What are you saying then? Arsenal away and Leicester? Beat Arsenal and we will draw to Chelsea at home. So you think we're going to lose to United at home, yeah? And Leicester away, yeah. So, sorry, just to recap, how many points is that? Four? Four. Not too bad. Only one point away for the uh, November points prediction. But, yeah, I could never have thought. 4-1 4-1 against United. Would you have no, thought that? Magic game that was, magic. I thought we would... T- I mean, look, Man United were poor as well. Let's not let's not take anything away from there. But just more of the same. That'd be lovely to, to have that week in and week out. What, but, do, you, what do you think the, um, the magic was against United that we've not been able to replicate? I mean, United were poor. Let's be honest, they were poor. You only had to watch them and you thought, oh. but you've still got to pick yourself up and drive forward and look for your chances. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, that's a strange game anyway because... Saw missed a penalty twice. Which was odd. Which was it? odd. You just thought, well, that's our chance. Blown now. And and yet, within a few minutes after that, we were 1-0 up, then 2-0 up at half-time and, and, and whatever. But what do you think it is that we thought, or, or, or the, the team mentality was on that day, that they just can't replicate against teams like Brentford? That's the thing, isn't it? You know, I, I think being at home really helps. I think Vicarage Road is, for us, and, and, and for staying up this season, is going to be the key. And trying to keep that as a bit of a fortress. I do... I used to always feel that we used to carry a bit of a burden on our back playing at Vicarage Road sometimes, especially over the last couple of seasons. Mm. Um, not so, not so much the season uh, where we were promoted, obviously, but previous to that. I don't know. I just think it's a, you know a little bit of confidence where they think you know what well, we can do it here. We they look calm. They were you know they weren't rushing it. They weren't they weren't trying to like just knock balls for the sake of knocking balls over. They they were very calculated. And you know if they'd done that against Brentford, mm. a bit like they did against Chelsea, same yeah. again, very calculated. Yeah. You know weren't. Well, the Chelsea game, I was sat next to you and the first sort of 10 minutes, I thought we were fantastic. And then, unfortunately, someone got taken bad in the crowd and the game was stopped. You can't legislate for that. You have to stop the game. You have to leave the pitch or whatever. And by the 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 biggest worry for that, though, is that it would, it it would stop them in, you know, obviously the fan, of course, that's the, the biggest worry. But coming back into the, into the game, it was the momentum. 
would we still have the same momentum going? We didn't into have it? it. We didn't have it at all. No, it was. It was. Yeah, I thought we had a um, a good game against Chelsea, and I was very disappointed to lose that. If you look at the stats, yeah. we were yeah, much we the better really team. Well. Yeah, much the better thought we, team. Thought we played really well. They were just a little bit more clinical, and well, they were superior up up front, which. I don't mind putting my hands up and going, they were superior. They're a much, you know, great side. You know, they're champions of Europe, you know. Exactly. champions of Europe there. And I've got no problems with that. It's when we turn up to places like Brentford and don't have that same yeah. impact. Yeah. You know, if, it, if Brentford were the better side than us and, and, you know, played us off the park and so forth, fine. Hmm. No issue with that. But when you're doing... Sh- you know, the stuff that we're doing at the moment. It's suicidal, really. It's suicidal. It is like lemmings. It's like watching lemmings just jump off of, you know, <laughs> just for God's sake. It's horrible to watch. It's horrible to watch. And the Man City game as well. I mean, when they started bringing on De Bruyne and stuff, when they're still, free, yeah. were they freeing it up at that point? You think, come on, lads, give us a break. Um, yeah, they were free. Then, uh, yeah. That third yeah. goal, that Bernardo Silva third goal was absolutely amazing. And, and to But give- again, again, you can do nothing about that. You've just got to go, oh. I mean, Danny Rose is still trying to keep pace with, you know, you just see the, <laughs> the different class. It's yeah. just, yeah. you know, and fair enough. Yeah. You've got no problem with that because we gave it a go and that's really all you want. But when you're, you know, when you're seeing the stuff that we're, we're doing against Brentford and, you know, a few times this season, it's just like, for God's sake. Yeah. It drives me mental. Yeah, it's a massive headache being a Watford fan at the moment. It really is. You know, we had that wonderful opening day against Villa and you think, oh, looking forward to this season. This is going to be all right. Uh, and then, you know, it just hasn't it hasn't kicked on. But that first game has really summed our whole season up, hasn't it, for me? You know, superb, one half, unplayable. Mm. You know, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do any wrong. And then the second half, we could have lost that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, and then you look at the Everton game. The Everton game, although you know we've we've come out with the, with the victory that we've come out of, but on another day yeah. that could have gone the other way as well. It's just like just that, was, up, that first game is summed our season up. I mean, you didn't go to that because after the Liverpool game, you said I'm not going all the way up to Everton to watch that, and then you know you Correct. wish you'd gone to it, and then you. So I'm <laughs> I'm doing the same now. With Burnley. The same thing with Burnley, oh, and, and I'm doing that for the I'm doing that for the, for the club. I'm yeah. doing that for You're the taking team. one for the team, right? Yeah. So we'll go up there. We'll win four or five nil. Yeah. I won't see it. Yeah. Life, yeah, but if it keeps us in the Premier League, I'm, I'm happy to sacrifice. You're going to take that one for the team, are you? All I've yeah. got to say is, we were talking about my green shirt a couple of uh, podcasts yes. ago, being unlucky. Yes. I haven't worn it since, and yes, we beat Man United, but we haven't beaten the other teams we played. So I'm questioning whether it's uh, unlucky or not. We'll, uh, we'll we'll keep monitoring that as a sort of a, a well, superstition. Wear it, wear it on the wear it on the 18th. Wear it on the 18th uh, against yeah. Burnley. Uh, no, that's no, against Palace, at uh, home. Palace. Yeah, okay. Palace at home. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll do that. You won't thank me. Because then you'll, sit, cause you'll, <laughs> you'll probably be sitting, you'll be sitting next to me and I can set fire to it or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 3, three nil down and right, take it off. Who's that near? Like I'm taking that off in the middle of winter. You can forget that as an idea. <laughs> Hi, this is Benjamin Bloom. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. So I met Mr. Deeney the other day. Uh, he was signing copies of his book up at uh, the, the the Hornet shop before the Chelsea game. Uh, actually signing, actually signing of his, book. his yeah, oh. not stickers. He was actually signing his book, and uh, he was forty five minutes late, which was slightly irritating. But he took the time <laughs> to talk to everybody, and he gave everybody lots of time. And there was there was sort of rumbles about, look, you know, one book and move on, and don't take any selfies. He had plenty of time for everybody. He signed as many books as he wanted signed, and was genuinely 
genuinely very, very pleasant. I have met Troy on several occasions before. That was probably the most time I've ever spent with him. And he was just absolutely brilliant. And then I thought the speech that he did at the Chelsea game was very, very nice on the pitch. Say what you like about him. He is he is Watford, isn't he, Troy Deeney, really? Yeah, yeah. And I'd, I'd love to see him come back in some sort of shape or form, I think, honestly and truthfully. You know, whether it be coaching or, or you know, whatever. Mm. Uh, probably manager one day, you know. I you think know, he five will. Or six, five or six games at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, look, I, I think there's, um, you can say what you want about Troy, but he is a club legend. You know, he is, it's, he is, it's yeah. as simple as that. He's a club legend and, uh, no, fair, fair play. And he's, he's scoring some goals in the championship. He's doing really well. Is he? He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't for a while. Really he well. took him a while to settle in at Birmingham, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's there now. He's, he's I think, two, two in two, in two, top of my head. Oh, in that's the last good. Couple of, couple of weeks, yeah. Oh, so, good for him, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. And the one, uh, the one he scored against Millwall, which we might want to ask Robbo about. My God, it was a good goal. Although Millwall did go on to win, did they? The, go- the goal he scored is, w- is worth a look. If we're going to talk about good goals, and I, this pains me, Andre. Oh, Gray, I know what you're going. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, that Andre goal Gray, that he yeah. scored was absolutely incredible. Sign absolutely. him up, mate. Get him back. Recall him. You reckon? Say what. Say what you want about. Do you reckon Andre he'd Gray? play well with club, Dennis and club legend? <laughs> <laughs> no, not for a the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely for the wrong reasons. But what a goal that was as well. Yeah. No, look, I'm, I'm, and I generally mean this. He's scoring goals. He's doing what he's paid to do, but doing what hopefully he loves and enjoys. And if he's scoring goals at another club, fantastic. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to. I just, I still stand by it. I don't want him at the club. <laughs> no, um, so, no, so no. if QPR want to sign him based on a goal. Fantastic! Yeah. Yeah. I'll um, I'll support that, and I'll I wish him all the best. But you know, I, yeah. don't, I don't want to see him in a, in a Watford shirt again. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think. I think no. his days of playing at Watford are over. Thank you, Andre. It was uh, an expensive mistake. I think is the thank way you. We, yeah. Yes, we look forward to when he retires and we can get him on the podcast. Absolutely, to discuss yeah, to discuss such things. He won't come on. <laughs> He'll listen to four or five of the other ones and go. They said what? What? <laughs> they said what about me? No, they can. Off. Another Watford legend that I met as well recently was John Barnes. He was uh, doing a talk uh, about racism. He's released a book called The Uncomfortable Truth About Racism. It was at uh, Intring, and uh, Luther Blissett was talking about racism as well with him. Very interesting to listen to. I, I haven't read his book yet. I haven't had time, but he's got some his ideas of racism or ideas on racism are quite out there. So if you want to read his book, he was talking about his book and his views on racism. I didn't fully understand his philosophy I've got to say I sat there struggling with it a bit because they had this guy uh what was his name Oh, he's a he's a guy that uh, presents football focus. Who was doing the questioning, and 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 he was asking Barnsley questions, and Barnsley kind of instead of answering the question directly, would then come out with a metaphor or come at it at a different angle that I found watching it hard to follow. Right, um, okay. but if you've watched anything that John Barnes has done about BLM so, and all that sort, is of there thing, a little bit like when Eric Cantona jumped into the crowd and uh, Kung Fu kicked someone, and then he'd done a media thing afterwards? About- it's more intre- It's more easy to follow than when a when a seagull <laughs> follows a trawler it's because they think that's, sardines are getting thrown into it yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, more yeah. easy to follow than that but it's oh, still okay. not it still doesn't chime with everybody's learned and traditional view of racism he's got a, he comes at it okay. from a completely different way that I find very difficult to explain give his, clearly, give clearly. His, uh, yeah I, I'm not even going to bother trying <laughs> Give his book a read, and and I'm sure you will. Uh, it, it will make sense. But again, lovely guy, John Barnes. I did. I never met him before. I, I remember going to. No, nah, I remember going I've to an open day. Of times. Yeah, yeah. Of times, mate. In fact, what game was he at recently? Oh, Chelsea. Uh, 
Chelsea, yeah. As I was coming through the uh, the, the stand we sit in, yeah. the Vicarage Road end, going around the corner to the uh, secret location for a, a drinking piece. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Barnes come up through the security door. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, oh, fantastic. But I've met him a couple of times. Yeah. He, uh, he'd done the um, Adam Leventhal uh, interviews at the, um, the Palace Theatre. Yes. Um, well, yeah. So, yeah, a few times I've met him. Yeah. Nice yeah. guy. Really nice guy. I, I totally Let- missed out. Legend as well, footballing legend. Absolute actually. legend, yeah, yeah. I totally missed out there because I went to an open day expecting to see him and he'd been sold to Liverpool. And I was like, where's Barnsley? He went, he's gone. So like, what do you mean gone? Oh, well, oh, that's, oh, well that's look, awkward, isn't it? There's Gary Porter over there. I'll get his autograph instead, you know. <laughs> quite the same, isn't it? Well, it is, of course. Gary's a great guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, oh, that reminds me, we've got an email, Gary. Yeah, yes, Gary. Gary. Come on, hurry up. Yeah. So this is the guy that didn't cost a pound, Scott Fitzgerald, and this is the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Well, hopefully I'm going to have a better Christmas this Christmas than last year, because I had coronavirus last Christmas right the way through from the 21st to New Year. And yeah, I, I don't remember devil. any of it at all. So I, I've been really unwell for about the last week. Not COVID, thankfully, just like man flu, which is now on the now on the uh, the decline. So that's good for me because I always get ill in and around Christmas oh, without do you? fail. Do you? Yeah, or just a cold or something happens. Yeah, you yeah. weren't well last year either. You had no, it wasn't last well last year. Yeah, yeah, it's always December. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, hopefully better better health for us uh, this Christmas. Yes. Like I say, still to come is the Tamas Priskin podcast, uh, which is in the can, ready to go. I can't tell you, mate, uh, it, what a lovely guy. I know you weren't uh, available when we recorded it. I did that one with Peter. But what a I lovely was, guy. Was I, wasn't, so nice. I, I wasn't around for that. So if it's really good and it's like the best podcast that we've ever done, I'm going to be properly uh, upset. I, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's the best podcast we've ever done, but what I am going to say is what a nice guy. <laughs> just genuinely yeah, nice, thoroughly guy. nice guy. I've been communicating with him on Facebook Messenger messenger and every message comes back yes with thumbs up i love it great we'll do it thumbs up like great you know what i mean and he was early he was an hour early and i had to send him a message going tamas i think you're an hour early because i've got a, he's an hour a, early yeah oh, i've got a notice through difference. going tamas is on your zoom meeting i'm like oh no no he's early <laughs> It's too early, but absolutely fantastic. Also, make sure you check out our previous ones as well with Benjamin Bloom, which I I really enjoyed, Benjamin Bloom, uh, Paul Robinson, Neil Cox, Dougie Brimson, and now most listened to podcast, by the way, Dougie Brimson. By, he loves that by, as well, he, he? he, does he like loves he does it. Like it. Uh, considering we only released that in November, and mm. it's already become our most downloaded podcast, amazing. And Greg Lansdowne as well, the Panini guy, his book's out now as well, by the way. I'm seeing little yep. updates about his book doing really, really well. We we will be back. We've got quite a few games to cover over December. We've also got a couple of names in the in the pipeline, which I'm hoping are going to come off. Yeah, uh, One of them is massive. If that one comes George. off... George. If that one comes off, I'm going to pat myself on the back. Yes, um, well done. But, yeah, so we have got some names hopefully coming up in 2022 for you as well. We have got the uh, the fans forum, if you like. If you want to get involved in that, send us a message. We'll get you on. So, yeah, looking forward now to the... Uh, the game against Burnley on Wednesday, which uh, yeah, which I'm not the really, vlog, I'm the not really looking forward not, to. <laughs> no, I'm not looking forward to it. The vlog will not be available uh, on Wednesday as I'm not there no. um, because I'm doing my bit for the club. You are um, so that so that we guarantee a win, and then the next vlog will be at home to Palace. Yes, Boxing Day. No chance. I'm getting away with it with the misses, so that ain't happening. <laughs> wow, well, do you want to uh, go to Wolves go- on Boxing oh, I'm not Day? Going, I'm not going. I'm not going for a twelve thirty kickoff. Oh, Are you kidding me? 
Not on your Nelly. Am I going to Wolverhampton (laughs) on Boxing Day? (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'll be lucky if I get to watch it on telly, I reckon. Yeah. But then after after that, normal service will resume. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, I'll catch up with you at the uh, Palace game then. I'll come and... Yes, uh, mate. Yeah, come and sit with me. Yep, definitely. All right. Well, until next time, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, We'll catch up with you soon. See you later, everybody. Come on, you audits. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.